Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Notre Dame football coverage continues now. Gives to Estime. He leaps at the one and goes over the strike. Touchdown, Notre Dame. Budweiser's weekday sports beat. Hartman keeps it, runs it up the middle, bulldozing to the end zone, and he's in. On Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Low snap, hands off inside to Estime. 10-5. He'll get there. Touchdown, Notre Dame. Well, welcome back to Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat on your home of the Fighting Irish, Sports Radio 960 WSBT. We are still streaming right now at WSBTradio.com and on our free WSBT radio app. Well, I'm really looking forward to this interview because this is going to be the start of a fun series every Thursday here on the program as we head out to Las Vegas and talk to a huge Notre Dame football fan. We'll talk some Irish football. We'll talk some sports wagering with Tim Murray from VEASAN, who is the host of the Primetime Show. I'm going to have him give you all the details of that particular show, but... Tim, it's great to have you on back here in South Bend. Enjoyed our conversations in the past and looking forward to talking about a whole bunch of victories this year. Yeah, no doubt about it. No, I'm fired up. Uh, can't wait to, uh, to do this every week, talk college football, talk Notre Dame. Look, uh, I get in trouble sometimes uh, wherever my stops have been, and whether it was D.C., where I'm from, or <laughs> here at VEASAN in Vegas, talking too much Notre Dame, so... I can't do too much of that here uh, on your program, so fired up to uh, to break down the Irish all year long. I mean, Tim, let's face it. I mean, you get picked on from time to time from your co-host, Sean King, who's a Tulane guy, and he's got a lot to cheer about, but, you know, he's got to allow you to give your Irish love to the fans out there. Yeah, there, there was a part of me, because there were some rumors, as as you and yeah. and your listeners know, that the potential that Michael Pratt was on the on the on the eyes of the Irish, uh, but ultimately, in my opinion, uh, they they grabbed a better quarterback in Sam Hartman. But that would have been a fun uh, bit that I would have got to, to play with uh, with Sean uh, on a nightly basis. But yeah, I mean, you know, we'll get into it. But it is uh, it is certainly a a fascinating season uh, ahead of us, and uh, optimism is high and. Uh, I kind of love the fact that, that the season is starting uh, you know, yeah. by itself in, in week zero. Yep. Hey, before we get really into some Notre Dame talk, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you and, and what you do on VEASAN? Yeah, of course. So my show airs uh, 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern on weeknights uh, on VEASAN. You can get that uh, on YouTube TV or stream it for free on our website or on our app. Um, and then the VEASAN College Football Betting Podcast is something that uh, is entering year number two, and uh, we've done a lot of previewing on that feed. So uh, folks out there are looking for some college football content uh, on a weekly basis. We're going to have three to four episodes each week uh, talking about all things you know, college football gambling. So uh, I would certainly recommend that, and uh, we will be uh, certainly talking – Plenty about Notre Dame, uh, no doubt about it, throughout the uh, throughout the entire year. All right, looking forward to that. I got to be honest with you, Tim. I'm very cautious this time of the year because things you see in practice, everything looks good, 
and sometimes things get glamorized in fall camp. And then the season starts, you're like, wow, that doesn't look as good as I thought. I got to admit, since the end of last year until about a week ago, I've been stuck on 9-3 and three with the Fighting Irish. I've actually jumped up to 10-2 and two over the last week. I'd like to get your general thoughts on where you thought Notre Dame would land during the offseason, and have you changed your mind at all about how good this season might be? I've changed it a little. Um, you know, I wrote up Notre Dame for our VEASAN college football betting guide, which is available uh, at our website. And basically what I said was, I think Notre Dame is a nine-win team this year. I think they'll get one of the big three. But my worry is that these landmines, whether it's NC State, whether it's at Louisville, at Duke, Pittsburgh, one of those games could potentially get Notre Dame. And, you know, the Brian Kelly era the last five years, what Notre Dame did so well was that they won the games that they were supposed to win. They did not lose a game as a favorite. And unfortunately, as we saw last year, a couple of those games got the best of Notre Dame. So I don't have full, full trust in Marcus Freeman just yet to make sure that he takes care of business in all of those games. And I think Louisville probably would be the trickiest of the spots, in my opinion, you know, October 7th, you know, Brom at Purdue kind of made a, a track record of winning those big home games. You know, you think back to Ohio State and that game that they pulled off a couple of years ago. So there is some worry there. Um, you know, the win total sits at eight and a half. Um, you know, some of the guys who move the markets out here in Vegas uh, have been against Notre Dame, whether it's on an individual game basis, which I'm sure we'll get to, or in that win total. A lot of spots open nine come down to eight and a half. So I think Notre Dame ultimately does get one of those big three. Uh, but my worry is, can they avoid stubbing their toe? Like obviously they did twice last year. The NC state game is the one that's really concerning for me outside of the big three. I mean, Tim, you think about it. You've got Navy and Dublin. You're coming back changing time zones. You got Tennessee State. Okay, you can take care of that. But then after that is the first really, really challenge for this team taking on North Carolina State on the road. Brennan Armstrong reunited with his old offensive coordinator at Virginia where he had 4,000 passing yards a couple of years ago. And just being on the road for the first time, that game scares me. Plus, Tim, Sam Hartman's thrown three interceptions in his last two starts against NC State. So six picks in two games. They obviously have his number. Yeah, and I do like the fact that it's a noon Eastern game. Um you know, I, I would prefer I prefer that, even though you could say that Notre Dame could come out a little sluggish in a noon Eastern game. I like the scheduling in this regard. The following week is Central Michigan. It's not Ohio State. You know, I'm a big, as we'll talk over the entire college football season, I'm a big believer in letdown spots, look-ahead spots uh, for college football teams. And, you know, mostly against, you know, the point spread. So that's what kind of shifts me towards, the Louisville game on October 7th, that really, that one scares me the most. Uh, you're on the road. That's certainly going to be a big opportunity for Louisville. Uh, I know time hasn't been determined yet, but my guess would be it's a good highly, there's a good likelihood that that's a primetime game. And, you know, Jack Plummer has, has been in that Brahms system for yeah. quite some time. I mean, the fascinating nugget about Jack Plummer is that this is going to be his third start <laughs> against Notre Dame for a third different team, which is incredible. 
when you think back to Purdue in 21, uh, Cal last year, and then this year with Louisville. But, yeah, I think the NC State game certainly should raise some antennas, uh, no doubt about it, because you're going on the road. Uh, that'll be a you know juiced-up atmosphere down there. I actually think NC State's going to take a little bit of a step back this year. Um, so I, I, that one, of if I had to rank kind of the, the potential landmines, for me it would be one Louisville, mm-hmm. two Pittsburgh, three Duke, four NC State. And you could maybe change NC State and Duke uh, there. Because I actually think Duke, uh, while you know, we all know Mike Elko and how great of a job he did in that one season at Notre Dame, and I'm, high, I'm a big believer in that Mike Elko, I do think Duke takes a pretty big step back when you look at uh, them ratcheting up the, uh, you know, the, the teams that they're playing this year as opposed to what they played last year. He is Tim Murray, the host of Eason's Primetime Show and diehard Notre Dame football fan. You know, I think back to the Charlie Weiss era for a second, Tim, and Brady Quinn didn't have the greatest running game around him. The defense wasn't very good at all, but Brady's last two years, they made it to BCS Bowl games. Yeah, they got really ran over by Ohio State and LSU in those games, but those teams don't get to those bowl games without Brady Quinn, which brings me to Sam Hartman. This is Notre Dame's first opportunity in a while to have a premier quarterback leading this offense. I know sometimes it's it's hard for fans not to get overly excited in these moments, but how would you describe your feelings of what Sam Hartman can do for this football team? I'm fired up. Uh, I really am. I mean, you know, Drew Pine, bless his heart, uh, but he, I'm stunned that he's fighting for a starting job at a, at a Power 5 program. That's not a, a knock on him. I guess it is a knock on him, but I, just, <laughs> I didn't think he was, uh, you know, a Power 5 starting quarterback. And last year he started as the backup and obviously gets thrust in the duty. And, you know, he, he had some positives, but he had some negatives. I think the fact that you've got a, a grown-up in Sam Hartman, a guy who clearly has already uh, earned the respect uh, of his teammates, uh, everything you're hearing about him, being voted captain. I mean, I think those are all just really, really big positives. The stats stand for themselves. I mean, this is a guy that, what, started a game, a game against Notre Dame in, in 2018? Mm-hmm. Or was he thrust into duty regardless? I mean, he has played a lot of football so I, I think this is the best quarterback Notre Dame has had week one probably since 2006 when Brady Quinn entered his senior year. If you want to say that Jimmy Clausen in 2009, I'd be willing to listen to it. Jimmy Clausen obviously had a phenomenal year, but I feel like you know coming off of the Hawaii Bowl victory in 2008, I think we were high as Notre Dame fans, but I don't think we were as high as we are right now with Sam Hartman. I mean, thinking back to 2006, I mean, that team was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. I mean, the hype was at an all-time high preseason, I think number two in the country. So I think this, I don't know if it rivals it. That certainly was higher than what we expected right now with this Sam Hartman squad. But uh, I'm incredibly excited. And, And to be honest, when I knew Notre Dame was going to the portal, your mind starts to wonder, okay, which angle are they going to go? Are they going to get Michael Pratt from Tulane? Are they going to get Hudson Card from Texas? You know, I was hoping, like, is Jake Hayner, does he have eligibility out of Fresno State? And then once I heard that Sam Hartman was a possibility and ultimately became a reality, uh, I was blown away. I mean, I thought that was the best, best, best case scenario. I mean, to me, he's the best transfer quarterback in the country this year. 
Tim, so many Irish fans were not big fans of Brian Kelly, but he won, so you dealt with it. Marcus Freeman, just from everybody I talk to in this business and friends, they want this to work because he is a great representative of the university. You don't feel like he's going to cause any problems away from the field. When you listen to him, you get fired up, you like him. But from a football coaching standpoint, as a Notre Dame fan, what do you need to find out? What do you need to learn about Marcus Freeman to 100% know that this is going to be our guy? Yeah, I think the way you kind of defined it is 100% accurate. You know, I am a Brian Kelly fan. I do ultimately, you know, if you want to plug your ears for this, I ultimately think he will win a national championship at yep. some point down at LSU. Uh, I don't think it'll be this year, but I think at some point it'll happen. Um, but I want Marcus Freeman to work so badly. Um, you know, I, I wanted him to be the head coach. I, I love the energy he brings, you know, just even the clips that, that I see. You guys get to live it in South Bend more than I do, but seeing him go to the women's basketball game in Greensboro, be a participant in the home run derby at the softball event, you know, go to the men's lacrosse national championship. He is encapsulating what you want. And you just, there's a couple things that you want to see more, right? I want to see them take that next step in recruiting, which I know is hard. And obviously they've been in on some big recruits and some have fallen, you know, fallen apart. And, you know, the, the tight end from Oklahoma just decommitted the other day. Mm -hmm. But that's going to happen when you want to go up against the big boys. But to answer your question, what I want to see in year two, I think it's pretty simple. Win the layups. Win the games you're supposed to win. It's, it's a lot. You know, I think we as Notre Dame fans took for granted that Brian Kelly won every game down the stretch. Not early. You know, there was the Tulsa game. There was the Navy game and you know, his first year. I, I totally recognize that. But after the disastrous 2016 year, they basically won every game they were supposed to win. Every game they were a favorite in, I think outside of the Miami game, which was obviously a, a, a train wreck in 2017, they won those games. So that's what I want to see for Marcus Freeman. That's why I'm a bit hesitant on saying that this team could go 10-2 and two because I have no doubt that he could get his team up for the big games. I mean, the Clemson game was one of the best performances we've seen from Notre Dame in a long, long time. You know, Dabo Sweeney saying that we got our butts kicked every which way. We got out coached. But then to lose to Stanford, to lose to Marshall is inexcusable. But it's a first-year head coach. You're going to take bumps. So for me to see that Marcus Freeman is headed in the right direction, I think 9-3 and three, I would feel pretty good about winning the bowl game would be nice. You know, yep. look, I know everyone wants to go to the playoff. I totally respect that. But I think realistically, if this team goes 10-2 and two this year in the regular season, I think that is cause for celebration and cause for belief that Marcus Freeman is going to be the guy for a long time. Tim Murray from Visa, my guest. Let me wrap up this week with this question. You're involved in the sports wagering game. You talk about it on a daily basis. And there are so many people across the country, including in our market, are, are just going to be getting involved in this with the college football and NFL season right around the corner. It's a great time to start. What's the best piece of advice you've learned? What's something that the average Joe should know as they start getting involved in sports wagering? Well, I think number one, and you're going to hear it a million times, but it's, you know, knowing what your bankroll is and what you put down, 
be willing to lose that, right? No one ever put down a bet and says, I'm probably going to lose this bet. <laughs> but obviously that is going to happen more often than not. So if you have the, the means to, let's say, you know, put aside a, a hundred bucks a week, hey, this is going to be my college football money. Yeah, that's fine. You know, make sure everything that you're doing, it seems like common sense, but sometimes you get a little overambitious and, you know, how could this game not go my way? Well, you know, crazy things happen. So I think that would be the number one thing on just a, a financial front. Just make it your fun money. You know, you're not going to make this your living. If you're willing to lose a hundred bucks on the weekend, let's say to go to a restaurant and you yeah. put it down on a bet, you know, hey, you know, you've got 200 bucks and you've got yourself a, a fun week ahead. Secondly, and we'll talk about this as we get kind of deep into the weeds, if it looks too obvious, <laughs> sometimes it is. Yeah. Uh, I call it stinky lines. Uh, other people, smelly lines, fishy lines. Embrace the stink is something that I say a lot. You know, if you're looking at a line, you're saying, clearly, you know, uh, Georgia is going to beat Missouri by 21 points. How could they not? Yep. Well, there's a reason that these buildings in Vegas keep getting built. So <laughs> just be careful when it seems so too obvious. Sometimes you go the other way. And, you know, we'll, we'll be talking about it. There's going to be some dogs that I'm going to take on a weekly basis that you're going to roll your eyes and say, what, are you crazy? <laughs> sometimes I will be crazy and I'll be dead wrong. But uh, I've, uh, I've done all right these past couple of years kind of recognizing those stinky lines and, and those situations where that ugly dog sometimes ultimately does uh, – does benefit you and comes home tim i feel bad saying this but as a diehard watch every night st louis cardinals fan even when they're stinky bad this year every five days i've done very very well fading adam wainwright and it's tough to do with your favorite team but it's been a quite profitable summer just doing that (laughs) there there is no doubt sometimes the obvious uh things do ultimately come home so uh you know sometimes you can ride a train and uh until it, it, it you know finally comes into yep. the uh, into the station there. You got it. Hey, I tell you what, next week, it's a game week. We've got Notre Dame Navy. How about we talk about the line and the over-under, and we'll give our listeners you know a few thoughts on what they might expect in this Notre Dame Navy game. Sound like a deal? Sounds like a date. Looking forward to it. All right, man. Appreciate the time, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, see you, man. That is Tim Murray, the host of Eason's Prime Time Show. Catch him tonight at 6 o'clock. We'll wrap up Sports Beat next on WSBT. Hey, everyone. Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 